And welcome back to Richmond Tiger Talk. My name's Nick. And I'm Andy. And preseason's over. Andy, do you do you feel like we learnt a lot? Well, just before we came on air, you told me what the um the betting odds are for the first game of the season. And it's mm. pretty much within a few points of probability as it has been for the last six months. Yep. So you're saying but, no? <laughs> <laughs> well, we everyone knows that beforehand. Dunking on preseason being meaningless is, um, you know, it's the biggest cliche in the book, um, particularly if, if your team didn't win any games. With us, I think we, as we're about to discuss, we had a, um, there was some good, there were some, not so good things that happened in preseason, but overall it wasn't too bad. But it, you know, again, as we've discussed offline, the the order of things happening in uh, are important. And uh, had the Melbourne game uh, came second, we'd be be more positive. But overall, I think we we learnt a bit, not a yep. huge amount. Um, and because we're all about accountability on this podcast, Nick, we're in a moment we're going to go through what we wanted to see from the preseason from oh, our yeah. last pod yep. and, and sort of analyze I'm not the word was so big on us being accountable. Um, anyway, no, well, you know, it's not like we we have uh, furiously promised to be non-biased and impartial in our takes on Richmond, uh, particularly not the Richmond Rucks, um, but. There were some things from the preseason. I learned a lot. I actually loved watching the Melbourne game. It was so much fun watching fun. Um, uh, Bolton and, and Pickett sort of almost go head to head about who could take over the game more in the in the sort of second, third, fun. and fourth quarters. And no, there was a lot of pro- no Bolton preseason flashbackers as well, uh, which I enjoyed. Yes, indeed. And it, uh, after it looked like uh, the first ten minutes of that Melbourne game. Uh, that it looked like uh, the Richmond membership might as well department might as well take the week <laughs> off because no one was going to buy one, um, uh, and it was They're very much the stand in petrol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> you know, we were getting blitzed through the midfield. We couldn't stop a clearance. We couldn't stop a shot on goal. Um, Samson was getting bullied by Gorn. You know, it, yeah. we, we have seen the story before, but um, yeah, it, overall it was sort of. Actually, we steadied, and uh, in all the games, we were competitive for large periods. And two points: mm. neither game was that the Melbourne game was played at one of their practice game grounds. And oh, no, okay. um, oh, in Casey, it's a VFL ground. Yeah, look, actually, that was one of my notes: was that they made the preseason much less fun by not going to proper uh, country venues like. Icon Park is as dull as a venue as you can imagine. And it's not even particularly good. Like, it's it's convenient um, for inner-city clubs. But, uh, you know, it's small uh, as a ground. Uh, it's not that exciting because we see it all the time in the W. As compared to playing at Wangaratta or Devonport or any of the other far more interesting places we've done presets in, in recent years. Also, uh, I mean, just the reason I brought up Casey, it's a windy ground, which Melbourne are mm. much more familiar at than we are. Um, and Princess Park, you know, neither club is, is used to it, but um, it's a different shape ground. It's not the same shape as any of the grounds we play our regular season game at mm. games at. Uh, and, you know, you can sort of look at the, you know, the sort of the SEN take about different game styles, but I don't think 
whatever Uze has planned for round for round zero, um, I you know you're not going to give that away when you're playing the premiership former premiership team who everyone knows how they play. Um, you get, it's it's not a matchup of equals in in the way you're going to approach the game. So I I, I don't you know we went a bit wider. Um, I think you get more from analysing the positional shifts and who's obviously first choice than you do from analysing the way we played because um, there'll be subtle differences, but I, I wouldn't... And, you, you know, if you'd been perfectly honest with yourself, way teams play often changes multiple times during the year. One thing I did notice is surge football is still... You know, we still knock it forward a lot. Um, didn't work well against... Um, it didn't work well against... Melbourne, sorry, you dropped off the line there a moment. For, that's why I paused. Um, uh, but the search football, uh, you know, Melbourne has, has played his, uh, sorry, Collingwood has played that pretty well recently. But, you know, we still got blitzed against the positions against Collingwood, which we have historically too. Um, there, were, there were a lot of things changed, things changed in the positions, but I, I don't see any radical change in the game plan. What about you? I don't know what to take of the, the game plan changes. I think... Seeing them on the the MCG will will help, but yeah, we got very handball happy uh, against the Pies. Uh, forward half pressure was really good uh, for big chunks of time against Melbourne. Certainly the first quarter uh, against Collingwood. Uh, forward line looked much better against Melbourne. Quite quite surprisingly, given they were they were close to full strength. Um, Less so against, uh, I thought, Darcy Moore on Kaczynski wasn't a great matchup uh, for us. So the you know the the Tom Lynch size hole was was palpable. Um, uh, Sam Naismith took about ten minutes to prove that he's a better f- uh, first choice uh, ruckman than Samson Ryan is right now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, either, uh, some of the defensive stuff, it's it's hard to tell, honestly, how we're setting up around the ball. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, work, uh, in, um, work in progress. Yeah, I would say I agree with everything you said. I would say the midfield delivery was much better in the Melbourne game. So that, you know, mm. it allowed a lot more forward opportunities. The, the Pies in the th- second, third and fourth quarter did sort of get ascendancy through the middle of the ground. But we are playing the, the premiership, the, the, the premiership yeah. winners, and you look at like say for the Melbourne game, we had our we had all our top talent out. The Melbourne had a lot of mid tier talent out. Like it's not helpful to um, sort of navel gaze too much about the end result, but it's always nice once you're watching it. It's yeah. always nice to win. Yeah, um, now, Nick, just to give a structure to this conversation, um, yep. and, and, uh, what were our, um, uh, excruciatingly mild takes on the preseason? Um, so I broke down the six, the, th- we both chose three each, um, key things we'd like to see in, in the preseason. And, uh, I'm going to change the order slightly of what we said in so we can end on a positive. But, yep. um, my first point was Bolter. Um, I'd like to see, you know, to see how we talked about him not always having great forward craft and how he's going to go as a key forward. And I would classify that 
based on him actually not only kicking the three goals against May, um, but also stopping May getting a lot of rebound. Um, mm-hmm. He true. wasn't just playing against May, but he, he didn't allow May to get um, some of his dominant intercept marks that he did. So that was a when he was playing on him, which he didn't for the whole game, He uh, I, I thought he really looked at level. And, okay, Pies game, he didn't kick a goal, but he actually took three contested marks and took seven marks overall, so he wasn't completely out of the game. So mm-hmm. I actually say that... Um, at least, to me, it it moderately exceeded expectations, and I was yep. quite quite pleased with that. The him uh, rampaging out from centre half forward had its moments uh, against the the pies. The yeah, the forward forward craft is still a work in progress. But yeah, a qualified success. Now, Nick, this is actually we might change the order. Um, I'll, I'll leave the best to last. Um, mm. But uh, my second one was um, the midfield, seeing a, a bit of, um, uh, you, you know, seeing Dow show some progress, perhaps Hopper looking a bit fresh, but just looking competitive in the midfield. Now, I say in the end, um, it was a bit disappointing. And I know one of the top three threads on pre right now is uh, midfield looks slow. But I thought within the bounds of what I said at the time, all about accountability, Nick, um, mm. I would say that Dow has pleasantly um, continued, if not yep. slightly improved, on his end yep. 2013 yep. uh, form and looks like definite first choice, which, you know, again, just to remind everyone, almost delisted. the. He was very close to delisting uh, midway through last year. And... Through less so in the Pies game, I thought Hopper did look fresher against Melbourne. He looked uh, more nimble and and athletic than um, looks slightly reinvigorated. And Uze has actually described him as like a new recruit. Um, So (laughs) I think so. Pies game, the the outcome of that was less strong, but I would say on the basis of the two games that uh, that was also a moderate success. Mm. I still think we need to play Shea. Uh, in midfield for that burst of speed and energy. But yeah, um, Thompson, Thompson Dow, tick. Oh, and actually, while we're talking about midfielders of the... Um, look, we uh, only uh, had uh, the two draftees from November, but uh, Kane McAuliffe as a, as a midfielder, um, yeah. No, I like like what I see there. Is, is that based on his VFL game as well, where his highlights looked fantastic? more so? More so the more so the VFL game, like the. I mean, he well, he, he had a nice high, highlight when he stiff armed um, uh, Bond, but uh, in the Melbourne game, but he, he got on late in the only oh, three track. touches. And, yeah. Oh, track. Sorry, Bond. <laughs> yeah, first syllable gun mid got gun strength midfielders. Um. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. No. Um. So that was a nice highlight for him, but yeah, uh, mm. the, he looked. Uh, for those who haven't seen the VFL highlights, he, he kicked one nice goal and had one other other beautiful pass where he showed his sort of speed and e- e- acceleration to get into the clear, which was nice. Yeah, that's good. All right, um, moving on. Um, so we'll do a few slightly less positive ones now. Um, mm-hmm. Banks, you listed as someone. I guess we. I said Brown. You said Banks. I said his draft class in general. Mm. Um, what's your take from that? 
Well, Banks Banks was injured for the Pies. I thought he was. I thought he, uh, I thought Brown was better than Banks uh, in the Melbourne game, and I thought, um, in, including a nice one-on-one contest with Track, actually that I noticed. But yeah, he he had a tougher game against the the Pies. He doesn't not uh, look at the standard like his disposals. Uh, good and just general composure, but yeah, it, uh, like quali- qualified success for Brown Banks, probably we got less. Yeah, um, he looks beautiful. Like he looks mm. like an AF player. He's tall. He's athletic. Um, he's got a nice drop. Um, and. You know, we should note he was actually in the starting team both times um, yeah. because not everyone in his draft class was. Um, and so so that, from that perspective, the coaching staff... Uh, no, I was surprised they didn't play Sonzi for the second game because I thought, I thought he was good in the first one. I figured they did it because they were playing... They were It was a round one lead-in and because uh, he can't yeah, play. That makes, um, that makes sense. But I, I figured that Collingwood team was basically in our head, what we would have picked pretty much for the Gold Coast mm. um, yep. uh, at the time. Um, obviously, time change. Um, but yeah, the Brown lost a few contests against the Pies, which were a bit disappointing. But I, I'll be interested whether he, he may still get picked round one. Um, mm. They're clearly invested in him, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it losing, was... losing a contest to Bobby Hill is no great disgrace. No, there was another time where he, you never know for sure, certain, but I thought he lost a few. I thought he wasn't in the right spot. But again, I don't know what exactly what his spot is meant to be. But I would say the fact he's playing gives it a pass, but nothing better. Um, mm. All right. Um, so, young small forwards. This is probably the the most tricky one because um, uh, um, Mansfield, who was probably our best mid of the... Sorry, best small forward of the preseason... Um, got injured in the... In, he did in, early on against Melbourne. Yeah, yeah which he's gone from, um, really not sure about him to, oh, God, I can't believe he's injured. What a, <laughs> this is really bad yeah, for the he team. A, he had a great uh, intra-club game. Yeah. yeah so, but what, what, where would you track this closely? Where, um, where do you... That, and that was your criteria. How do you? How did you rate it? Look, the, I thought... I, I can't, came away from watching the Melbourne game and I thought um, Green and Campbell... Seth Green and oh Seth Campbell and Steely Green were our best two small forwards in that game, um, which I wasn't expecting. Cause... No, and and the coaching staff agreed with you because I seem to put Seth num- pick Seth number one in the Collingwood mm. game. So obviously he's Seth. Seth did people may distantly remember a, he had a, a little cameo against North Melbourne in the preseason. Oh, I remember because it's it's barely what it's the only thing we've. <laughs> We barely Ooh. seen him otherwise. Yeah. yeah. So then, then he was out for four months, and um, and then came back for about the last month of the season, where he didn't. He honestly didn't do a a great deal. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's not he's not the blistering fast uh, small forwards, but people may have seen him finishing top five in the the two ta- two k time trials in in. Uh, pre-season, um, he's got good agility. Um, yeah, had a had a nice finish in the third quarter of the Melbourne game. Uh, was one of a host of people who missed a gettable shot in the 
first quarter of the Pies game. Um, yeah, I, I liked his game. And then Steely Green, who, look, you may have remembered me defending him his VFL form last year because he did, he did sort of flashes where he just looks like a good footballer, even if his aggre- aggregate production wasn't all that good. Um, and he had some nice moments once he stopped, once it, he calmed down a bit and stopped flying for marks in front of our, uh, people 15 centimetres taller than him. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was okay. His finishing, his finishing was a problem in the VFL last year and he had the odd moment to that against Melbourne as well. But yeah, I liked it. Um, Rioli, probably not the stop step forward that we were hoping for, um, disappointingly so. And look, uh, we mentioned Sonsi, um, and yeah, the, I, that half-forward role um, with his kicking um, yeah, looked around. Yeah, no, Swansea was a big kick for me. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it's still wide open. Seth in his last game, you know, I agree with all your positive comments and also the Melbourne game. I, and I was, you know, the, the fact that he got picked above Steely to start the game against the Pies was interesting. Mm. But he did sort of 70% game time and he didn't record a tackle and got nine disposals. So, you know, it's probably his first full game of... It's the most competitive game of football he's ever played. So, yeah, he's going to need to step that up. It was a tough tough game for small forwards as well. He wasn't... um, There wasn't a lot of time and space opportunities in our forward line. No, no. Yeah, agreed. All right, Nick, I've saved the best to last because you actually said this first Mm. as your first criteria... Cutting your lunch, sorry. What do you mean? Oh, talking about Brooks. No, no, no. Your first point. Oh, no. was oh. completely different. We'll, we'll get to Brooks in a tick. Don't, don't, don't you worry, head. Um, but uh, your first thing you wanted to see was Gibkus looking sort of fit and healthy. Oh, yeah. Yes, tick. To me, I was just like, not only is he fit and healthy, like, it wasn't perfect. And, you know, he dropped a mark in the Melbourne game that led to a goal. Yeah. And, and then he, he hasn't lost his habit of punching to exactly the wrong spot somehow. Um, oh, I'd but, forgotten that frustration. Yeah. yeah, no, he did it again in the Pies game. And I went, yeah, I'd forgotten it too until I saw it. But, God, he looks good athletically. Like, just, yeah. like, so good. Uh, he is, he, 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 you would never, you'd never be able to find a more worthy wearer of the number 18. Um, mm. he's a different type of player, but he just, his, his acceleration and his lift, uh, it's all still there. Um, mm. oh, yeah. and he just, he looks like an amazing prospect and, you know, playing tall, playing short, um, you know, when there's a pack of eight people, he can get, sorry, five or six people, he can get body to side as you'd expect, but just, you know, one-on-ones on the lead, he's, he's right with his, his opponents or he's in front, his body's strong. Um, strong enough yeah, in the one on He's put on some weight. Yeah. Yeah. I just, he, he looked, you know, please, just please stay healthy because um, yeah. um, he's going to frustrate people. He's going to give up goals, but um, he just, the the upside is just so high. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, look, he's he's playing on Ben King against the Suns. That's it. Like, um, He's the he's the tallest of our key defenders. He's the best athlete. Um, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so that to me that was the and that was an un, unqualified success. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and the the most positive, Gibkus followed by Bolter were the two biggest takeaways um, mm. for me of the preseason. Bol- Bolter may well be functional, still too early to tell, but Gibbs has been fit. All right, Nick, so you did bring up the Rucks. Um, yeah. I, I said earlier after the Richmond Interclub um, that Naismith wasn't quite as good as rucking as I expected and much better around the ground. Um, his rucking's still pretty good. Um, like, he was really good against Melbourne. He struggled against a bit against the Pies. We, But, you know, to be remembered, despite their reputations, Collingwood actually had quite a good ruck division. Um, mm in the finals by production, they're actually quite good. Um, and, uh, but his round the groundwork is an absolute revelation. Like, yeah. Surprising for a guy who's had three knee reconstructions. He's surprisingly athletic and, and average something like it was seven or eight touches a game in, in his one good season with the Swans. Um, he's quite handy around the ground. He takes marks. Um, he, he's not useless up forward. Um, and he, he he's violent. He mm. which, big big tick. He he tackles. Yes, I had, he sh- I had that in my I had that in my notes that he would not be particularly fun to play against. Yeah, no, and he's all he's you know that height doesn't go away. He's amazingly considering the utter stiffs that are playing in the AFL as backup ruckmen, including Melbourne's backup rucks. Um, mm. The he is. For a guy who we picked up for the rookie list, and he's turning 32 this year, so it's he's here for a good time, not a long time. But mm. uh, yeah, um, massive, massive tick that that recruitment um, to get uh, him in. Because one thing we've learned from watching Samson is he still has his moments, but he's so not ready to be a sort of first choice ruck. No, if, not if, a, not against the, not against Gorn, not against Wits. You know, not a, not against. Um, I actually the. Uh, Cox actually looked the better of the two uh, Collingwood Ruckman, which just uh, is annoying flashbacks of him having career games against Richmond. <laughs> well, I think that I think the monkey's off our back for that because he 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 looked like that in the final series last year at times too. So mm, true. Yeah, he he's uh, and it is actually something to keep in mind with Samson. Is okay. He's re- he he was slightly he, what he was drafted as a nineteen year old or a twenty year old. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. So he he's twenty three, so he's he's not young by any other standards, but as frustrating as he can be, just worth remembering that there were two guys in that Collingwood game, Collingwood Richmond game, who have improved considerably as Ruckman in their thirties. Um yep. so it's it, we shouldn't judge them by the same standards as other positions. So that that's my hope for like I, I was admittedly a Relative to moderate, I'm, I'm probably underplaying. Disappointed in in Samson's overall rucking, but it, they really do develop at different rates, and he's a very tall mm. boy. So he is, yeah, and he does things like he had that goal floating across the front of the pack uh, against the Pies, and and you're back in. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. He he didn't have a body on him for that, but yeah, but. No, that's right. He he has his moments, and you just think, oh, if only you know he gets his ball, his hands to a ball in the middle of a pack, and you go, oh, if only it's stuck. I reckon that happened three to four times over the preseason. Anyway, um, any other players you want to talk about? Oh, look, uh, um, look, uh, Shay just, I think, perfectly primed for uh, for a pretty uh, huge year, um. 
uh, Marlon Pickett, I was wondering if he was going to get, um, you know, his spot on the side wasn't assured at the end of last year, but based on pre-season form, you'd have to say that he's he's best 22. Um, disappointing for Jack Graham to, to have the quad injury after I thought he looked pretty fit and in form against against Melbourne. Yeah, otherwise, look, Kaczynski's, uh looked like a key forward that we traded a, a sort of mid to late third round draft pick for. Um, yeah, no, look, it, it didn't, I didn't have my life t- uh, changed uh, by pre-season, either good or bad, but, you know, there, there was things there. And we covered it on Twitter, but well, uh, I'm not saying we weren't first on the bandwagon, but we were pretty early adopters of the Lafau, Um When That's you know we, we liked him so in the VFL, he is yeah, and so much fun. And so look, look for uh, um, the Western Australian kid was was decent in against Melbourne, but um, you know from from pure watchability stakes, Lafau Lafau making getting the last um, list spot was uh, was good for Richmond fans because he, he's he'll be good fun in the VFL and you know love to see him get a full, a full crack at it in the um, he only got twenty three percent game time against Collingwood and probably about that against Melbourne too didn't get a lot of it um, other than collecting Jake Lever um, which was wonderful mm. and a lovely goal actually in fairness um, so. Yeah, yeah he's... he he had some VFL highlights as well that were that were pretty good fun. I think having having expectations low but um, open to him being a super fun player, I think is is about the right place to be. Yeah, great. Um, mm-hmm. And sort of the usual guy, short. Obviously, it was had twenty seven disposals against Collingwood. Looked really fresh. Um, I thought Baker was. You know, looked his usual self. Yeah, I mean, you could go down the list. Tyler Young has sort of kept his spot because um, he's got a yeah. bit of com- com- competition around there. Um, he, did, uh, he did not have a good part of the Collingwood game. Were not good for him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, sort of there's not quite sure how Grimes fits into the team anymore. Um, I don't know about you. Uh, he didn't look as washed as I feared. That's well said. I think... I think as fit, I agree, um, but given how much you've been injured, I think it's safe to say we're we're marking him on a pretty generous curve. Mm. Yeah, one one to one to keep an eye on. Um, actually, we'd, uh, because otherwise I'll never get a chance to say it probably. But um, Mitch, uh, I actually had really good fun uh, doing some research on Miss Mitch Schofield, who was the other um, train on player. Uh, we had, um, and he was, uh, he legitimately played a, another sport. He played in the Australian Baseball League, which is, you know, a, a genuine, uh, he played with uh, proper uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Major League players. Like, um, yeah, that's kind of cool. And he grew 14 centimetres when he was uh, between the ages of 18 and 20. Yeah. I hope he makes it. Actually, look, he came over to Melbourne yeah. he, for the the crappy wages of a train-on player. Gave up his job, whatever else he's got going on in his life, and he 
by all reports, he was quite good. Like it went down to the last moment to a guy. He was competing against a guy who had already been in the system. Um, and who, yeah, I, I really wish him the best and I hope he gets picked up in the preseason draft. Oh, sorry, mid-season draft. Mid-season draft. Yeah, look, he is, um, he's a good but not great, uh, sort of everything at this stage. <laughs> you know, he kicked 30 goals in the, the waffle and he's a good athlete. Um, he just, yeah, he just need he needs more forward craft. Um, and, uh, and to be dominant at the, at the level. At, at his size, no, I, he did some nice things and showed some hands, but yeah, no, yeah, it was fun. Um, look, random VFL observations. Um, Archie Archie May has got. Uh, he's another kid who, sort of non traditional pathway, like he did, focused more on rowing than um football. Uh, in his in his late teens. Came down to the club last year. Um, he had some athletic moments um, uh, in the in one of the recent practice games. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and he's and he's a great big boy. Yeah. And Nick, stop me if you've heard this before, but um, watching Noel Cumberland in the VFL, you kind of wish, gee, I wish we could find a spot for him in the AFL because uh, he just looks so. He's just got the gene, right? Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, he he wins games. Um, VFL sometimes. Yeah, it, yep. he would kick three against um in the, in the last practice game. But obviously, we've now had two separate coaching staff. He didn't get any game time in either preseason mm. game, which I think is fairly revealing that two separate coaching staff is a sort of not. There is some continuity, but have come to a fairly similar conclusion about him. Mm. Um, other. Other off-field news. Uh, so our, our chief recruiter, Maddie Clark's been uh, recruited uh, to be the well, uh, the head of list management for the Eagles, which I think is a bit of a loss. I'm, I'm possibly biased because I've spoken to him and he, well, and other people say he's a very nice bloke. Um, but I thought he was pretty good at the what was. Uh, a difficult job in uh, no no recruiters had fewer high picks um, in recent years, but yeah, I, don't, I also don't think he's irreplaceable. No, you'd hope after look, you know, anyone who was part of our premier uh, uh, triple premiership team is obviously pretty good at their job, um, and you'd hope, but you'd hope after eleven, twelve years, what was eleven or twelve? Um, oh, something like. Yeah. Um, that uh, he's passed on, like, there's enough systemic expertise and uh, in the club that it, it'll be passed mm. on. Um, I did find it very amusing, just as an aside, that um, West Coast head recruiter, I think he'd been there for 33 years, yeah. has replaced Adrian Dro- uh, Agent Drodo um, in um, Essendon. So Essendon have gone from sort of... Like they've almost picked the most similar person to Agent Agent D as as they could find, you know, huh. uh, you know, someone who previously had glory, probably had been there too long, um, very experienced, knows all the ins and outs, but um, it's questionable whether he was still good at his job. And um, mm. yeah, uh, so um, good luck to Essendon. Yep, the Suns. So. Uh, I was 
you know, the whole the whole Damien Damien Hardwick's exit last year played out. It was sudden. Um, I don't think we particularly saw it coming. Uh, I thought it was pretty. I thought the club did a pretty good job of handling it. Uh, I was glad uh, that they they brought him back for at the end of the year for Trent and Jack's uh, farewell. Um, but I wasn't certain how I how I felt uh, about him in Sun's colours, and you and I, you and I are both fans of uh, professional wrestling, so we understand, you know, selling the product, which he's clearly having to do. Um, so the poor, poor old Bailey Humphrey getting the the dusty comparison uh, among. Sam Sam Collins is now Alex Rance. Uh, the none of that was great. And then I watched I watched some of the their practice game against the Giants. Um, seeing seeing him in a Suns polo in the in the coach's box. Um, and then at the end of the game, where they were pretty disappointing, uh, Sean Grigg did that after match post. Uh, uh, press conference, and I'm like, "Yep, uh, I think I can safely, emotionally, I can." While acknowledging he's the greatest coach we've ever had, I'm now comfortable with hoping that he doesn't succeed at the Suns. It's funny we discussed this on the last pod, and I think just before or just after, I, I, I first got the rumor that's been doing the rounds, which I, I didn't want to discuss. I wouldn't have discussed on the pods had we just got, got it via text that um, the whole thing was um, that the Suns had, and Dimmer's agent had worked this out before it even left Richmond. Look, you don't know about these things. Mm. We've all been through know, COVID and got yeah. some good. So I, I'm not saying, so we've all seen the conspiracy theories via text. So I was never going to mention on the pod until Dimmer got asked about an interview and gave the most pompous... Gave a, and gave uh, a really weird answer. <laughs> yeah. Didn't deny it, but said, oh, yeah, it's like the JFK and the moon landing. You know, people are going to believe conspiracy theories. Well, you know, that is true, Jet Dimmer, but I wouldn't quite have put your leaving Richmond at the same level as the JFK assassinate. You know, no. the, the, the assassinating... Of- they weren't they weren't <laughs> comparisons that immediately came to mind. Yeah, so it, it wasn't so much the rumour itself, which we don't know about, but, yeah, you kind of a little bit pompous dimmer um and um i was kind of fairly far out on him already um because even the established facts is he you know he did sign up pretty quickly to the swan the suns um but yeah just some of the way he acts and some of the things he talks about he's doing a lot more hands-on coach coaching if you know you know he's getting a bit older and the fact that he sort of hires his um you know he's very much hired people he knows and sort of it's Richmond uh, 2.0, yeah. Yeah, uh, anyone, and, you know, uh, I think he did actually try to steal Blair as well, um, mm. which is, yep. uh, is no, no, public. That's, that's public, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just all of it's a little bit unpleasant. And my favourite bit, though, when Uze was interviewed about it, um, what he said, he just, when he was talking about Dimmer, he, and he mentioned that um, he didn't... Uh, he, you know, he didn't comment himself, but, you know, the players might be 
you know, keen to show that they were good enough, um, mm. uh, which I thought was a subtle but quite pointed dig um, and mm. sh- showing how the player uh, the players felt. And you might recall that uh, I tweeted, I posted that on Twitter, just as, you know, mm. it's the old toys versus new toys and uh, Dusty's manager might have liked the tweet. Um, so... <laughs> uh, who knows, you know, like, um, but, um, I reckon if I was in the playing in the position of the sort of the veteran players, I'd be pretty keen to, and look, it's kind of a diss on the young players as well. Cause what he was effectively saying is I can't get the, uh, anything out of the, the, this group of young players. Yeah. Um, I I reckon, I I reckon there's a bit, I reckon, however we feel the, the players would probably feel a lot more strongly. Yeah, and they 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 are at times socially awkward, extremely competitive human beings. So, yeah, I I, I think that's um, deeply the case. Um, I also, you know, this is they're they're a club that's stag- stagnated for a decade. Like for all um, the Giants have had some ups and downs. They've they've played a lot of finals footy and seem well set up to continue that. And the Suns have been irrelevant. And, you know, this is, you know, they've got the three-time premiership coach. They've thrown a ton of money at it. They've given them a special game to start the season. Like, um, yeah, we are uh, travelling to the the metaphoric Colosseum in the role of the Christians, (laughs) as far as the AFL is concerned. No, abs, abs, absolutely, and uh, yeah. So mm. onto the game. Nice, since we've nicely set the table for the game and our, our feelings about it. Onto the game itself. Uh, well, can I can I just finish off that while oh, please, I I have slightly funny feelings uh, about uh, Dimmer. Uh, both Sean Grigg and Brandon Ellis seen them in the Suns practice game. I still I still get a bit of warm and fuzzy. So there we go. Yeah, well, you know, they are their status as Richmond heroes in different ways remains. It will never change. Un- un- unblemished. Yep. I mean, Sean Grigg giving up his spot for Marlon Pickett and being second ruck in the Adelaide game. I mean, goosebumps. Just brilliant. Yep. Anyway, right. Um, Suns. So we are underdogs. Yep. We are. Yeah. They've got. They've got. You know, we talked about what a difficult job uh, uh, Matty Clark's had with a, a lack of high draft picks. Um, there's no problem with that with the, the Suns. Um, ironically, two of their best players are, are Toke Miller and Jacob Witts, who weren't high draft picks. Um, but there are an awful lot of high draft picks. The, I would love Noah Anderson as a Richmond player. Like, Matty... Matty Rao hasn't hasn't is an absolute bull as an inside player, but he's, he's sort of he's not particularly well rounded uh, on the outside yet. Um, but he's so good at what he does that he's still useful. Um, it's a star-studded. Uh, they've got three top five draft picks as as key forwards um, in Lacocious, King, and. Uh, Mac Andrew. Mac Andrew hasn't had the best preseason with interruption, and did did look a bit um, off the pace against the the Giants. But you know, Lacocious, Lacocious, another one of these guys who 
if he was at a bigger club, would would get a lot of hype. He's a he's a genuinely good player. Um, Sam Collins, as much as the Alex Rant um, uh, comparison, um, doesn't do him favours. Um, he's he's pretty good, and with Ballard, they do. Uh, they've caused caused us problems. Um, intercept marking when we've uh, played them before. And if they just let Bailey Humphrey uh, play footy uh, rather than have these crazy expectations, he's a, he's a, he's a good player. Like, there's a lot of talent in this team. Yeah, and you haven't even mentioned Noah Anderson, who was... Oh, didn't I? I thought I did. Oh, if you did, I apologise. But anyway, he, he was an absolute... Yeah, no, love him. Love him. Yeah. Incredibly talented player. Um, and Wits is... Wits led the league in hitouts last year, um, but actually part of that's a function of high game time. Um, his raw stats are good, but they're probably not as good as you'd expect for what, who someone who's a man mountain. And he gets 13 touches a game, which is fine. But I would feel a lot better about it if it was Wits versus uh, Nank. It's probably not going to be. It's going to be Wits mm. versus Naismith. Um yeah. Uh, and that'll be one of the interesting things, whether they pick Samson, whether they go with two rucks or they, if it's Cozzy and Noah, both who can pitch hit in the ruck um, and no Lynch, which is almost certainly the case, you'd almost sort of think you go Naismith with Noah and um, uh, Cozzy backing up because they, mm. you know, um, that sort of, that would, you know, equal out the, the Gold Coast. So... Yeah, I think Naismith will be all right, be competitive, probably get beaten, but not cost us the game. I reckon Nank could have really done well against um, Wits. And, um, yeah, I don't want to see Samson versus Wits. No, he's a big, he's a big strong boy. Um, they're, they're pretty fast um, as well, um, which is, yeah, so I think having winning contested ball and setting up well at, at structure... Um, it's going to be key for us. They still look the the giant. The Giants looked really good against the Suns and combined really well um, uh, through the middle of the field. So, you know, uh, is have they quite got their defensive structures right? I think's uh, a reasonable question. But yeah, uh, so. so we- Sorry. Do do we get a debut? Uh, well, based on the theory that Collingwood game was the round one can get team, I think Seth Campbell's pretty good chance. Yeah. He's at least fifty percent. Yeah, I think, I think so. That'll be fine. Uh, and Naismith will be a debut too, and I think he's almost a certainty. Mm. Yeah, Richmond debut. Yeah. Um. So how so, are you feeling about it? Well, just last thing I was going to say, it is the game is on at four twenty. Get stuffed AFL for playing us for having an early giving us an earlier game. The we are really are the Christians uh, in Brisbane. The weather at the moment in in the Gold Coast is scheduled to be is forecast to be twenty seven to twenty two on the Saturday. Mm. Um, it's going to be hot, so yep. it'll probably be about twenty five degrees at, at four pm. Not easy for a Melbourne based team. Um, Look, I, th- I think it's easier at this time of year when we have had some warm. Uh, weather than it is in July. Eighty mm. percent humidity, by the way. Ooh, that is humid. Ooh, nasty. Um, 
I'm genuinely open-minded. I, I think uh, we could, we could easily win. But yeah, I don't know. It it should be fun. Well, I'm, I'm very motivated. This is in my top three mm. games I want to win for the year. Um, uh, for all the reasons we've discussed, I I I was more confident till I went through the Suns list again. Yeah, but then again, this has been like this for ten years. That when you go through the Suns and GWS list, you oh, wonder how they ever lose a game. I know. Well, or even they've got a they've got a young key forward um, injured who, you know, they could easily lose Ben King in a couple of years and and barely notice. Yeah, and the other point to make about King is um, when you saw him, like he didn't look. He looked like the no, he looked a been... bit. He looked a bit out of sorts as well. So fingers fingers crossed that that continues. <laughs> yeah, we're not as as we tend to be richly um, slaughtered by the King brothers, King twins. Um, yeah. uh, so that that's positive. I I really want to win. I think thirteen points is a bit unfair to us. Like yeah, I would I, have it as, as one goal. So. That, that's a nice mild take for it, but yeah, I'm I'm semi-confident that just for this round, um, and that we're a red hot crack. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. We're Richmond Tiger Talk.